Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Baki Taki. Uh, we've got another Dorian episode. I'm really looking forward to discussing this one, just like every week, but especially because we've got a special guest, um, our first ever foreshadowed guest on the podcast. We mentioned her back in episode two, uh, Allie. Welcome to Woo! the show. Baki Taki crew, I'm here. Can't wait. Ooh, the Baki Taki crew. I like that. Did you just come up with that? I'll be honest, Steve. I've been thinking about it a lot today. I watched your episode and I thought, what would the fans be called? We had a couple other names in progress, but the Baki Taki crew was what stuck. That's great. I think that's going to be a lot better than Weirdos, which I think would be <laughs> the previous <laughs> term. <laughs> that's right. okay. You know, they can call themselves uh, whatever they want in private. That's, that's all right. All right. Allie, so uh, two questions I like to ask everybody just to let the audience get to know you. So first off, other than Baki, what shows are you currently watching? Oh, of course, The Summer I Turned Pretty for the second time. It's a big staple in our household, meaning I'm watching alone and uh, Max is not watching at all. So he's been shunned to the living room so that I can watch the show over and over again for the Baki Talkie fans that don't know what I'm talking about. Go check it out. It's all about YA teen romance. Oh, like like in a meta sense, or it's just like another YA teen romance. Yeah, it's just uh, just another you know YA teen romance in the summer with the beach, with brothers. So it's all you could ever you know ask for. Dating a pair of brothers or dating your brother? Well, I'll, I'll leave that up to the walkie-talkie fans to, or bonky-talkie fans <laughs> to, to figure that out themselves. We, we, we do have a lot of fans of walkie-talkies who end up, <laughs> unfortunately, finding the podcast. <sighs> All right. So, great, great recommendation. Uh, second question for you. Before watching this episode, what did you know about Baki? That's a great question. I um, did walk in, I'll be honest, ha- have to say I had a spoiler. I walked in on Max watching episode two. And there was a lot of peeing. And I was disturbed and I said, what are you watching? And that's how I found out about the podcast. I've been a fan ever since. Um, but it, it was uh, it was quite something. My entrance into Baki was peeing. Yep. I'm keeping a track for this season how many times we see people uh, just peeing. <laughs> We're at like four. But... <laughs> Well, yeah. you know what? It was cool, too, because, like, they weren't jarred. It, it wasn't like, oh, you know, this is a big scene. It just happened to be in the bathroom. Men were taking off their pants, and the scene just kept going. Yeah. Well, it's normalizing it, you know? Everybody yeah, pees. That's the, we got to normalize the pee. Free the pee, you know? Free the pee. I think you got to be careful with that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess clearly you've never seen Bridge to Terabithia. Free the pee is the main point of that child book. You know, I've avoided it for different reasons, but now, now I can avoid it for multiple ones. All right. So let's jump into the episode. Uh, so in at the end of the previous episode, uh, Dorian had just finished uh, beating up a bunch of people. Uh, and we had learned that uh, Dorian is actually Kaio Dorian, and he is the same title as Retsu and so that continues with this episode with Retsu describing how he cannot fight Dorian Ali this scene to be honest I just want to get your thoughts like this this episode sort of starts in the middle of the action were were you able to follow along with what was happening 
Well, I'm glad you gave a little bit of context because I didn't know who Dorian was when we started this podcast three minutes ago, but I do remember who you're talking about now. You mean the long-haired man. Who yes, is the big guy. 15 feet taller than any, everyone else. Yep. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I had some thoughts. First of all, I did actually like the intro song. So it started on a high note. Really liked the intro song. Love it. Lots of heavy breathing in the first minute. I was a little bit turned off. All the characters, and now I get it. They were upset about this fight. So I didn't really understand where we were coming in. Everyone just was breathing very heavily, and I could tell they were upset. Now... It wasn't until minute 12 when I realized none of the heavy breathers were Baki. <laughs> this is actually, That was confusing. Yeah, this is actually the first episode in a while that Baki's shown up. <laughs> he, he's sort oh, of he t- doesn't come to his own show. Not every episode. <laughs> I guess he's been off dating his girlfriend. Oh my god, I can't wait to talk about uh, his, his Kozue scene at the halfway point. <laughs> Yeah, the makeout. I wasn't sure if that was their first ever kiss. It was so awkward. I, I I didn't know if they'd kissed before. I don't. I think it was their first kiss, but it it, it even even giving them that it was still quite odd. <laughs> but yeah. So to your question though, it was a little bit hard to follow. I understood enough that like long haired man had done something bad. Mm-hmm. He was being punished. Didn't understand how the scene on the bench connected, but figured the main storyline was the tall man yes yes uh yeah i i would go so far as to say it doesn't connect um and yeah so dorian just for context uh just super quick dorian is a death row inmate who broke out of prison to come to japan to uh seek defeat uh and he's been beating up all of the guys at shin shin kai which is uh dopo orachi's karate studio that's the the guy with the eye patch oh Oh, so what did he do to get in jail? Oh, who knows? Well, <laughs> oh, okay, that's not a big plot point. Okay. Yeah, we, when he left Season jail, two, he did kill like twenty guys, but we don't know how oh, he wow. got into jail. Maybe killing twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, that that'll get you into into death row. But yeah, Dorian's been a bit of a menace. He's lit people on fire. He's cut off people's hands. He had a grenade that he threw at a bunch of people. Um, he's mm-hmm. he's done a lot of stuff, and so. Uh, in the previous episode, two episodes back, it's been pretty slow, uh, a million uh, martial artists uh, drove him to an amusement park where he will meet his fate, uh, which is what happens in this episode. Oh, so he actually died in this episode. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, because I was going to say, if he did, I'd miss that. I, I felt like um, it ended abruptly, and I, and I thought to myself, I'll never know what happens to this guy. <laughs> But I guess you told me he dies. <laughs> no, 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 no. He doesn't die in this episode. I just more spoiler. About... Sorry, yeah. every sorry, Baki Talkie fans. Bit of a spoiler. All right. Well, let's 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 jump in. So after Retsu and um, Dorian talk, and Retsu says that he can't fight him. As much as you deserve to die for your crimes, the teachings of Kung Fu absolutely forbid battles between fellow students. Dopo steps forward and says that he will fight him, and he reveals that he is, of course, known as Dopo the Tiger Slayer. Dopo Orochi, a.k.a. the Tiger Slayer. It's been more than 20 years since I defeated that beast, an 8-foot-long, 570-pound Siberian tiger. 
Man, what a young fool I was. I wanted to get your thoughts on that that feat of being able to um, defeat a tiger in hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, I had a lot of thoughts about that. Um, one, he says, this is a story I've never told anyone. It's not something I'm very proud of. But honestly, I never told people about it. Except everyone around him somehow knows the story. Tiger Slayer? I thought that was nothing but a legend. It's true? That story is true? That was confusing. Well, you know why? Um, so every no, time, I don't. Every time we see Dopo, it's they start with a, an establishing shot, and it's the same shot of his building. His building is an eight foot fo- tall do- or eight story tall dojo with a mural of him killing a tiger. So I don't know what he means Whoa. by he hasn't told people. He has an eight story tall mural of him yeah. doing this. So he has a little memory loss. So that actually helps with a lot of things. So, <laughs> so he has some memory loss. He's beat up the tiger. I was a little bit confused because he goes on to say, I shouldn't have, you know, killed the tiger. It was really bad. The environmentalist came after us. Well, then why did you do it? What were the motives? I needed a little bit more about that backstory because I felt for the tiger. He didn't get enough screen time. I I agree. I always assumed that he killed the tiger like in the jungle or something, but it it looked like he was just in a, in an arena and somebody. Exactly. It looked like the tiger had, you know, like, almost transformed like maybe it started as a human and then it transformed to a tiger and he beat him up <laughs> it's it's that possible. was mine that was my theory it's like i, a Nagini second thing I wanted situation. to uh, ask you about when he says i'm retired what has he been doing the rest of the series he says the son says you said you were retiring if anyone's taking care of this guy it's me Forget it, Dad. I'm here representing the Shinshinkai. I founded the Shinshinkai, boy. You said you were retiring. Whoa, what's going on with that storyline? Is he retired or not retired? Yeah, it's a good. I, I think I think what he's done is he's left the running of the dojo to his son and just being a badass karate guy, the Lord of War, Tiger Slayer is is now his day job. So he's just retired to focus on his hobbies. Oh, good question. So then, if if they don't know about the tiger, what did he do to get this Lord of War title? I don't know. (laughs) He just beat up a lot Hmm. of guys. I don't know. Uh, Nothing as cool as beating up a tiger, I'll tell you that much. I guess that's a good point. Nothing is as jarring as beating up a tiger. Yeah, or killing. Can you imagine punching a tiger? Absolutely not. I could imagine punching a tiger. I can't imagine it having any impact. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair. That's a good point. So Dopo uh, strips down. He was wearing his um, athletic shorts underneath his uh, nice suit. (laughs) I was when I was watching him do it. I was thinking like, um, you you know, the old phrase like, I I I put on my pants just like everybody else one at a time. Did you notice how Dopo jumped out of his pair of pants? Yes, and I was worried he was jumping out of his underwear as well. I thought there actually might be some male nudity. It's it it gets close to it. Um, like at the, at the beginning of each fight, you there we do have to take some time so that we can like you know show the guns off, but mm-hmm. uh, we we never get quite that much nudity. It's very homoerotic. Like I felt like they were all looking at each other's bodies, and and they would go after everyone stripped. They would go ooh ah. <laughs> yeah 
it is something to appreciate you know like these are extremely muscly people like it takes a lot of effort and discipline to get to that point i would say i wouldn't know i wouldn't know i'll be honest i'm nowhere near that level of uh muscle but i think you're probably right it doesn't happen overnight yeah and and fair point maybe we're wrong maybe, maybe with just the smallest modicum of effort we would um look, <laughs> look like dorian the tiger slayer that's the other guy right dope of the tiger slayer yeah and then Dorian is the big guy. So the fight starts off, and unlike everybody else who Dorian has fought, uh, Dopo is actually looks like the favorite. And we get a very fun reveal where Dopo punches him with his cast because you know he had his hand cut off in like episode four, and then it turns out that his hand was underneath the cast the whole time, so he has his hand back. You just gotta love it, don't you? The wonders of modern medicine. Um, Allie, can you walk us through how he got his hand back? Well, I'm glad you brought up episode four because I'll be completely honest. I didn't realize that was a flashback. It took me, I was, I actually first watching it thought that the fight was over. He'd won. And that, and then I said, how did he lose his hand? <laughs> so I didn't know that that was a flashback. However, my nice companion that I was watching with said, it's a flashback. It's in black and white. So that's how I figured it out. That's point one. Point two, apparently it gets sewn on back to his body without anesthesia. So this is going to hurt like hell. But the good news is you'll be playing the piccolo again in three days. So mm -hmm. that was, uh, whoa. I, I thought to myself, I've seen Grey's Anatomy and this does not happen in real life. So this guy must be, I mean, he's the Tiger Slayer. He has, you know, the ability to get through it, but that would hurt a lot did that really never come up on Grey's Anatomy you know what they never run out of that at the hospital I think that's one thing probably that and Gatorade they keep backlogs of that well and if you have one you have the other like well good point and and if you don't you just substitute yeah what, would be, what, would, be, <laughs> what would be worse if you needed um, if you needed anesthesia and they used Gatorade or if you needed Gatorade and they used anesthesia um, yeah, to the fans, the Baki Taki fans, in the comment section below, feel free, what would be worse? I think I, I think it would be worse if I wanted a Gatorade and they gave me anesthesia. Yeah, it would, it would be really quite a downer. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot but of yes, electrons. So th that was pretty nuts. When the hand came out, I was pretty shocked, especially because I had no background knowledge to know he lost the hand. Yeah. So I just thought, why does he wear a cast around? Like, I thought maybe it was an accessory. I thought it was a mitt. <laughs> just a really thick mitt that gives him a little extra punch. Exactly. Like, maybe he likes to cook, and I don't know the, I don't know that part of his character. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he does. I, I don't think he's ever disgusted one way or the other on the show. Do they eat a lot on the show? Oh, no, not really. They don't do a lot on this oh. show beyond fight and... Um, talk about the other guy fighting mm, and kiss on a bench yes yes but to be fair Kozue is the female character in Baki so there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of uh, people to kiss I wish, I, wish, I wish they were a bit more progressive in this pride month uh, record but um, mm. well uh, they just do look at each other's naked bodies so there is that that was that was progressive in the 90s when this was probably written. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I love that scene where Dobo gets his hand sewed on, mostly because he's just... There, there's a few different times this episode where just insane sights are... Like, he's just walking down the streets of Tokyo with his hand, uh, a literal stump, and he's doing the stupid thing where he's pushing his fist into his arm so the blood doesn't come out. And Ugh. he looks like he could be doing it all day. <laughs> so how did his hand get cut off? Oh, great question. Um, so Dorian uh, has this dental floss that's as strong as, like, iron. And he, mm-hmm. he, like, snaked it around his hand when he wasn't looking. And then he went, Hah! and then pulled the little wire and it cut his hand off instantly. God, that Dang sounds hor- So it's kind of funny. That it is that hand that ended Dorian. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, he's he's gotten so much, like, so many poetic justice moments. The way he beat Dorian the first time was punching him with the stump where his hand used to be. And oh. saying, now I don't have to worry about breaking my fingers. Oh, my. So they they know each other. They've fought quite a few times. Just once. And they'd never met before. They have, they've actually really, they, they, they really don't know each other. <laughs> oh, see, they act as if they have this long rivalry. Yeah, no, I think it's. I think they just respect each other. Any hoot. Where where were we in the story? Uh, the oh, hand, the severed hand. Yes, and it got put back on. Um, but there there was one last part I wanted to talk about before we get into um, the the romance subplot. Dopo punches. Uh, Dopo says, uh, "I'm going to use karate," and of course, Dorian says, "Well, then I'll use kung fu." All right, then. But if you're going to challenge me as a practitioner of karate, then it's only right that I accept the challenge as a practitioner of kung fu. And uh, I don't know why they clarified that, because then Dobo just punches Dorian straight in the gut and makes him barf up a jar of acid. Kung fu, huh? What kind of kung fu technique is that? Acid. Which is never referenced again in the episode honestly um so i was wondering why do you think he had acid in his stomach well that's a good question um i i at first thought that that was a bottle of whiskey and i thought it was supposed to be a backstory about him being an alcoholic Mm -hmm. um so that was my first initial reaction i thought oh my god he's drunk and that's why he's gotten in so many fights with people he (laughs) swallowed the bottle whole then my companion that i was watching with said that's acid and that's when i realized it's acid so i think why does it happen i guess it's supposed to show how strong tiger king is because he's able to boom get the bottle right out of the belly second of all i guess it shows us that dorian doesn't have the ability to squirt acid anymore those are my two guesses but my original one definitely i thought it was a bottle of alcohol I thought that too, yeah. I, part of me was wondering if maybe he has like a stomach issue where he doesn't create his own acid, so he just eats jars of acid to help digest food. But, um. Oh. Yeah. I thought maybe he was like, his attack mode was to shoot acid at other people. <laughs> but again, this was my one and only episode. Sorry to the fans. I probably won't be following along afterwards. Um. <laughs> That's that's fine. That's the that's what I want in my guests to have. <laughs> you want them to never watch the show again. Um, well, as little context as possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 
yes, Dopo punches the acid out of him. It's it's looking like a good fight for Dopo Raji. Uh, so we le- leave that fight, and for no real reason, we go back to Baki, who we haven't seen in quite a while, and he's on a date with uh, Kozue. Man, the cinematography in this scene, it's, it's just them sitting on a bench for the entire duration, and I think we get every possible angle of them, every zoomed-in facial expression, we see the zoomed in feet walking past us. It's I I, I think it might have I, I think it should have been nominated for an Emmy. Well, I I mean I have to tell you, before this scene happened, I was thinking to myself, where is the romance? Where is the love? Then this scene came on and I thought, we don't need any more of that. Uh it was a lot. I was confused. <laughs> I thought they were breaking up. They seemed so unbelievably uncomfortable with each other. I thought they were breaking up. Baki, listen. It's like, lately, we've been spending all our time together. There's something wrong with that? No, no. Then, it seemed like they were declaring their love for each other, to which they have their, apparently, first ever very passionate kiss, where the passerbys go, Woo! (laughs) Can you fathom having your first kiss? And then 15 people go, Woo! In the background? Aww. Yeah, no, I would not... <laughs> I... <laughs> Honestly, I cannot fathom it. No! Who can? That's so weird. Not only that, she goes, I wasn't breathing. Oh my god, that was the most danger anyone was in this episode. She could have died. She wasn't breathing. And that kiss went on for a long time. This is why they really have to start teaching, you know, I wouldn't say safe sex, but safe um, <laughs> sexual activity, you know, it, remembering to breathe when you kiss. Um, yeah, we'll just call it kissing 101. No, rule number one, breathe. Yeah. But uh, it was cute. Like, I, like it was fine. You know, it, it was nice to see some romance. I appreciated the female identifying character, but I'll be honest. It's not a couple I'll probably watch compilation videos of. I'm not sure if I'm super invested in their future, but I wish them all the best. The second this is over, I'm going to be looking up compilation videos of Baki and Goes Away, because I'm pretty sure a third of their screen time together is just them on that bench. So I, I would Oh, love so that's that. an important bench for them. Why? Oh, I just mean that Goes Away is not a very integral character. Um. <laughs> um, unfortunately. Uh, Unfortunately, I, I do Baki, like her because she's the only character who sees issue with fighting for no reason. Um, it's a nice. Perspective. Oh, really? <laughs> so is she ever at the fights? Does she ever go and watch them? Uh she watched some before the show started. Uh, but no, I don't. Not usually. Like uh, she, when when the Rai Tai tournament starts up, she she flies to China with Baki. Uh, that's a whole other can of worms. And how old are they? I couldn't tell if they were. 13, 17, 23. Baki is a high schooler. I think he's either 16 or 18. Somewhere in that range. Okay. So we hope she's probably the same age as well. Gozway is 10. No, no. no. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I think Gozway is the same year as Baki. <laughs> oh. I hope so. Oh my god. Now I would understand why she wasn't breathing. She'd be terrified. Oh, boy. Well, you know, I wish them all the best. Maybe they'll go to prom together. That might be, you know, episode 30. It'll be the finale. They go to prom. 
the Tiger King shows up. <laughs> All of Baki's buff friends show up at prom. No. Are they friends, by the way? I was a little confused how he fit into the fighting story. I, I would consider them more allies. Basically, this season, five death row inmates spontaneously flew to Tokyo to, to fight the best fighters in the world. Um, and Baki's one of them. So, like, there's, like, five Japanese guys and five death row inmates. So they're, they're on, like, a team, basically. Oh, and is this season one? Is this the first time we've met these characters? Uh, great question. This is the first season of the Netflix anime Baki, which takes place after a previous anime from 2001. So it's sort of the first season and sort of not the first season. Wait, this is a new show? This show is from 2018. Oh my god, I thought this was from the like 80s or 90s. <laughs> it was it was uh, written around time? then, but the Oh the... my god. Cuz when you said, you know, you know, we're not expecting much more. It's in the 90s. I was like, yeah, that adds up. This being written a couple of years ago is nuts to me. Yeah. To be fair, the source material it's based on is from the 90s, but the show the, this this show itself came out in 2018 and is currently still airing. Or, or at least Baki no. Hanma is. So you got lots of episodes to go. Talkie Baki fans, don't worry. Oh yeah. Steve is sticking around. We got we got at least a year of this. So. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So will you have return guests? Yes. Of course. That's why That's why I'm, I'm not telling off my guests to watch the show, because then I can bring them back on. Good point, because I'd be interested. If there's a prom episode, you can have me back. I'll keep, I'll keep, you, I'll keep that in mind. There, there's, there's no prom, but maybe maybe there's something. Anywho, um, so, so yeah, it's, it's tough to describe this scene without just visually watching it. Um, they kiss, Kozue can't breathe, and then um, they decide to walk off into the tokyo night um it ends with a very intimidating shot of yujiro just sort of t-posing in the in the crowd <laughs> well baki it seems you're growing up um did you have any idea who that was uh, absolutely not unfortunately my um my co-watcher said oh that's his dad <laughs> i thought in what world is this passerby so angry to see two children kissing? <laughs> it makes a little bit more sense that it was the dad, but yeah. on you know, unfortunately, I had someone making some comments in the background. But I was confused. I did not know who that was. He was pretty tall too. I'll be honest. He was a pretty tall guy. Baki's dad is by a far, uh, by a wide margin, the deadliest creature on the planet. Um, so yeah, oh. he, he's he's tall. Um, and does he not like this relationship? Like, is that something he doesn't approve of? Or is he just generally mad at everything? That's just his, what his face looks like. He actually is not mad about this. Yeah, I I, can't, I really can't spoil it because it's my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the season. But uh, Yujiro has some thoughts on Baki's relationship. And that, that'll come up, I think, in the next few episodes. Interesting. <laughs> Stay tuned, Baki Talkie fans. <laughs> Keep your ear on the dial. For, I don't know what dial you're referring to. Uh, all, of, all of my fans um, listen <laughs> on walkie-talkies. <laughs> oh, walkie-talkies. Call back. Yeah. Uh, let's call back to the main plot line now. So Dorian and Dopo are back to fighting each other. I hit you like the proverbial ton of bricks, and there you are getting ready for a counterattack. You've devoted your whole life and sacrificed everything for karate. <sighs> 
That's the reason why you don't stand a chance of winning. And this is where uh, I, I would say this is where it gets off the rails. I, who knows if it's been on the rails for the any point of this episode? Um, because Dorian starts doing sort of um, a little dance for Dopo. Um, I, I I would liken it to snake charming. What the hell? Bad enough he's got the nerve to turn his back on us. Now he's gonna make us watch him perform? What, what did you think he was trying to do there when, when you first saw it? I'll be honest, I was still having... I really was like, wow, this is a very, like, homoerotic show. Like, they're showing the homosocial relationships. Like, I really... I thought... I actually thought he might have a crush on the Tiger King. And I thought this was his way of opening up. And he was actually saying, I don't want to fight. I want to be friends, and this is the dance, and I'm showing it to you. And then I thought, maybe he's ready to die, and he's doing this dance as a bit of a last song. Oh, man. That, that sounds like a beautiful moment. Um, <laughs> compared... Yeah, unfortunately, I was wrong. Yeah, I know. Uh, fans, of, uh, fans who've watched the previous episodes, uh, Dorian was hypnotizing him again, um, which is a classic trick used by... <laughs> I don't even I don't even know who would ever use hypnotism in a fight. Retsu, what is this? Some kind of kung fu thing? What you're seeing isn't kung fu. I think he's been hypnotized. They, the the narrator shows some pictures of boxers and um, other martial artists doing it as if it's just a thing people do sometimes. But yeah, he he hypnotizes Dopo into thinking that he is winning the fight. If you could hypnotize people by dancing, would you use it primarily in... I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, if you had the power to hypnotize people this easily, like, basically like a Chris Angel mind freak situation, would you go into a life of crime and just fight people? Or do you think there's, like, a better way to use that power? I think it's pretty obvious there's a better way to use that power. You know, I can think of a couple things. More Reese Witherspoon movies. Let's get her going. Uh, obviously there are other good things you could do as well, but I think if I could hypnotize people, there's quite a few people I would hypnotize right now, uh, fix some world issues, and then maybe get myself some free clothes. Wow. Selfless and, um, also getting free clothes. Selfless and stylish, the way it should be. It's funny, because, <laughs> to be honest, I wish Dorian had taken that approach just so, like, he could cover up a bit. Because he is showing off his huge, muscly chest the whole episode. But unfortunately, uh, the majority of the budget for this season went into this episode. And we get a lot of horrible CG rendering of Dorian and Dobo uh, fighting each other. It's... Oh, that's a great point. Because, again, that's why I thought the show was so old. That CGI was horrific. I, I thought... You know, it was pretty bad for 20 years ago. Learning that this was something that was created a couple years ago, that wasn't good. That it, looked like... It almost looked bad on purpose. It's extremely ugly. But the nice thing is, this is episode 11. I think the first season ends at episode 13. And then I think we are done with all of that horrible CGI stuff. They, they realized it looked bad pretty early on. <laughs> they heard the podcast. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, would you? Would you hypnotize people? Would I hypnotize people? Um, honestly, I think I'd do the same thing as Dorian. I think I would fly to Japan and hypnotize the greatest martial artists there so they, I could um, taste defeat. Um, because much like Dorian, I've never lost in my life. And I think 
the only way to do that would be by hypnotizing people um to give them the only way yeah exactly although i don't think you're giving them an edge when you hypnotize people that's the difference between me and dorian i'd be hypnotizing them by and telling them like all of the tips and tricks to use to fight me so that's interesting that makes it original yeah yeah i'm an i I think i'm an original guy you heard it here folks walkie talkie (laughs) fans i thought we were the baki talkie crew oh shit i keep calling it yeah baki talkie crew but they're all your fans you know interchangeable you know i've been thinking about when, uh, when this podcast gets big enough and i can start buying some merch maybe i'll just buy like a baki talkie crew shirt and it'll just say baki talkie mm-hmm. on it and people will realize you're in the baki talkie crew yeah that's a really good point and and how will you distribute them to your fans is it what? free for all or do they have to pay to buy the merch I think it'll be pretty easy. I can probably just take a backpack of them when I go home for the holidays, um, and that'll hit 90% of my fan base. (laughs) One for each member of your family, two for Lindsay, three for Johnny. Yes. Oh, my God. Johnny will actually wear wear it. I was, I was actually, I was telling Lindsay I'm going to buy a t-shirt that just, that just is a big picture of Baki Taki with text that says, listen to my podcast, and that'll be... (laughs) I like that. I like that. Or... Um, what if it's a picture of you, like, you put yourself into one of the scenes, and then you say, hey, fans, and then that's what you can give out to your Baki Talkie crew. You've, in, you know what, I'm gonna, <laughs> for, for all the fans out there, feel free to enter a contest, uh, if you can insert me, uh, with my non-public face <laughs> into a scene. <laughs> that is honestly very funny, I'm gonna think about that. Oh, man. All right. Uh, winding down the end of the fight. So, Dopo is hypnotized. Katsumi, his son, is just uh, beside himself on the sidelines, like, telling his dad to wake up. Hey, hey, Pops. What are you doing? Hey, wake up. Come on, old man. Get your head in the game. Dad. Dad, what the hell's wrong with you? You're looking the wrong way. Uh. And then, as Dorian goes for the finishing blow, Dopo blocks him, because even hypnotized, he is able to keep fighting. The The rationale they give in the show is that Dopo knows that there's no such thing as an easy fight, and so his body, even though he was hypnotized, was able to keep fighting. So he was faking it all along. He was never hypnotized. Yes, he was. He still is. He knows it. I don't have much to add other than uh, I think Dopo is the coolest character with the coolest voice and the coolest eye patch and great moves by him. <laughs> this scumbag's pathetic. Yeah, I would say that was the biggest plot twist of the episode. You start with he's hypnotized. Then they say he is hypnotized, but he knows he's hypnotized. Then third, they say... He was so hypnotized, he doesn't remember being hypnotized. So they really, they took us on a few different turns there I wasn't expecting. I was pretty impressed with the plot twist. It's, it's, it's a great, it's a well-crafted show. Yeah, and that, that brings us into the end of the episode. Uh, Dorian gets his ass handed to him a bunch and realizes that Dopo might be the person who's able to show him the taste of defeat. Could it be that I found at last... The one who will finally make my dream come true. 
why did we end the episode there instead of when Dobo or why end the episode there instead of at the conclusion of the fight uh, who knows um, but we'll, we'll get to that next episode yeah that was a little sad so I mean maybe you can't say cause maybe it's a spoiler is he just looking to be defeated or does he want to die like I kind of was sad a little bit I thought I didn't know if he was trying to be killed or if he just wanted to find someone better than him it was it was pretty sad way to end the episode it's a great question um i think that he wants to taste defeat and if you asked him he would say that being defeated means being killed but i don't think he would have ever connected the dots um i don't think he has a death wish i think he just thinks it'd be really cool to be defeated yeah maybe therapy would have been good oh yeah (laughs) there's there's no therapist in the show (laughs) Imagine he did see a therapist, and the therapist was like, have you considered going to Japan to <laughs> to work through your it was issues? Actually, the prison therapist said, I know what's going to make you feel better. You just have to taste defeat. First, break out of jail. Next, find the five best fighters. Fight them all. Cut off one of their hands. <laughs> when you burped up that acid, how did it make you feel? Some of the fans thought that it was alcohol. Do you drink alcohol? Then, you know, we get into all these sub-conversations. Yeah, really flesh them out. All right. Now that you've watched an episode of Baki, do you think that Baki is a good show? Ooh. I think good is relative. So for me, we're going to probably have to go with a hard pass. But not to offend the walkie-talkie fans, if you think it's good, that's okay. Um, I think on all elements that I wish the show would thrive, it failed, but I very much enjoyed writing down my little comments and getting ready for the podcast. So I think as a one and done show, loved it. Like that was great. Will I ever sit on my couch and return to the Baki fan base? I guess we'll have to stay tuned to find out. Ooh, a cliffhanger. That'll, that'll be good for engagement. <laughs> Remember, if you want to find out if Ali ever comes back on the show and watches another episode, make sure to follow, like, and uh, review. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming on the show, Ali. This was a blast and a half. If you if you want to keep on listening, make sure to, as I said, subscribe, because the end of the Dorian saga is just around the corner. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> yes, spoilers. And yeah, that's all the Baki we've got to talkie. So until next week. See you later. Bye, Baki Talkie fans. It's the Baki Talkie crew.